Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Can you guys hear me? If you can hear me, let me just see a thumbs up or an amen or something before we get started. How's everyone doing on today? Do we sound okay? Do we sound good? Do we sound good? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome you to Hope Haven Church. We want to thank you all for uh, joining us in our worship uh, experience on today. Um, I'm excited about what God is doing. I also want to wish a very uh, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers that are tuned in on today. Uh, those of you that are listening, um, I want to give a special uh, happy Father's Day to even my father, Apostle Moorfield, uh, to my father-in-law, uh, uh, Dad Herbert, uh, to uh, all of the great fathers uh, in our lives. We want to just celebrate them on today. So um, I pray that you all get the big piece of chicken. Uh, that you can watch your television shows and that you just enjoy uh, your day in peace on today. Uh, so we're going to get started with the word of prayer and then we're going to go right into the word of God. Um, I am so excited to share with you what the Lord has shared with me on this week. Um, we are going through so much, uh, so many turbulent times and everything that's going on. Um, but I'm hoping that today uh, we give you a word of encouragement uh, just so that uh, this will help you in your journey throughout the week. Uh, Father, we thank you for this opportunity for us to come together, to gather in your name and to give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for just uh, your sovereign will, God, being done in our life, God. We thank you, Lord, for a week of victory, a week that you brought us through. In spite of everything that is going on, God, we have proven to continually be faithful in our life and for that we are grateful. We ask God on today, God, to touch our hearts and minds, God. That you allow this word, God, just to resonate, penetrate our hearts, and transform our minds, God, so that we may be able to walk in your purpose and call in the things that you've told us to do in this season, God. Touch our nation. Touch our families. Touch those that are affected by COVID-19, God. Touch those that are in the hospital, those that are sick, those that are away from their families, God. God, we believe in your miraculous power, God. We know that you're able to be exceeding and abundantly for all that we can ask for you today. And for that, God, we thank you. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of this message is Hey Big Head. <laughs> hey Big Head. I want you guys to just type that in there. Hey Big Head. Hey Big Head. Hey Big Head. I promise you I'm going to make sense of this text in just a couple minutes. Uh, uh, looks like we're having some, some technical difficulty with the sound. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Praise God. All right, Zoe. Thank you. All right. I'm going to be coming from the book of Psalm. Uh, book of Psalm, uh, third Psalm, uh, the third Psalm, it's a very, uh, short Psalm. It's about eight verses. Uh, it's not long. Uh, but I want to talk today, uh, about God being the lifter of our heads. And I want to give you three points on how to handle, uh, times of trouble. Uh, tonight, today, we're going to deal with how to handle, uh, our times of trouble. Uh, let us read the third Psalm together. Lord, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again. Because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God, 
You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. Uh, look at your neighbor again and say, hey, big head. Hey, big head. Hey, big head. All right. I hope you guys can hear me a little better. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me better now? Praise God. All right. Uh, the book of Psalms, the third chapter, or the third Psalm, rather, um, deals with a, a difficult time in David's life. Uh, David has penned this Psalm. Uh, this is during the time where David is running uh, from his son, Absalom. Uh, I don't have time to go into the whole entire story, but Absalom uh, had murdered his brother uh, for defiling his sister. Uh, Absalom goes uh, on a run. Uh, he, he, he goes away. Uh, he hides himself from his, from his father, from Israel, uh, because he is a murderer. Uh, but eventually, uh, in time, he comes back to Israel. And when he comes back to Israel, he stirs up confusion in Israel. Uh, he's able to go to David's men and he's able to persuade them to make him their king. Uh, so now that he's able to persuade the people of Israel, the people of Israel have now turned their backs on David. Uh, David loves his son. And because David loves his son, he does not rise up against his son. Uh, we have done a whole series on 1 Samuel. Uh, and you will begin to see throughout the whole entire book of 1 Samuel. Uh, you can go back to our podcast and listen to those, how the Lord was always with David in the times of battle. Uh, but now we see here that David has uh, the craziest uh, enemy in his life. Uh, and this enemy uh, is not Goliath. This enemy is not Saul. But this enemy that has come up against him is his own family. Sometimes one of the worst enemies that you can have in your life are those that you share blood with. So David now runs from Absalom. He does not try to attack. He does not try to defend his title. He does not try to defend his throne. Uh, but the Bible says that David goes on the run from Absalom. While he's on the run from Absalom, he pins this third psalm. David gives us three instructions on what to do when we are going through times of trouble. I hope these will be a blessing to you uh, on what to do when you are in times of trouble. Many of us may not have uh, the type of situation like David uh, where uh, family is attacking us, but all of us deal with attacks in our own ways. Some of us deal with attacks in our jobs. Some of us deal with attacks in our finances. Some of us deal with attacks in our bodies. Uh, wherever you are at some point in your life and at some level of wherever you are in your life, uh, you are dealing with attacks and you are dealing with times of trouble. Uh, but one thing that we must keep in mind is that God is on our side. And if God is on our side, then we will have victory even in the midst of what the trouble looks like. Uh, I need somebody to type, I still have the victory. Uh, some of us are going through some trials and tribulations right now, uh, but I'm here to declare to some of you that seem like your back is against the wall that God still is going to give you the victory. Uh, man, 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 I don't want to sound like a prophet or try to prophesy today, but if I could prophesy to somebody today, I would tell you that this will be your week of victory. Uh, this will be your week of victory. Uh, so I want to go through the three steps that David teaches us 
in this third Psalm on how to handle troubling times and how to be victorious when it seems like our back is against the wall. Uh, number one is that tough times reveal who is around you. I'm going to say that again. Tough times reveal those that are around you. Uh, I'm going to say it like it says here on the screen. Tough times will reveal who's around you. Uh, and you have to understand that sometimes uh, it seems like people are on our side. Uh, but when we find ourselves in trouble, the revelation of who people really are reveals themselves uh, when you find yourself in trouble. Uh, I, I wish I had some witnesses in here. Uh, sometimes you find out who your real friends are when you see your back against the wall. Uh, sometimes you see who your real friends are when you find yourself in trouble. Sometimes God allows trouble to happen in your life so that you can see who is really on your side. Uh, so that's why sometimes we got to thank God uh, that God allowed us to go through storms and through obstacles and through hard times in our life because it was through those seasons that God revealed to you who was really with you. Uh, David has been anointed king. Uh, David has been given the crown. David has bought the Ark of the Covenant in. David has proven to be a warrior. David has defeated the Amalekites. David has defeated the Philistines. David has defeated all of his foes. David has had victory over King Saul. And through all of these things that God has brought him through, you would think that everybody around him would be celebrating God's anointing on his life. And when you go back to 1 Samuel, the Bible says that there was a time in David's life where the women would sing, that Saul had slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. But now David is on the opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, David now looks like the bad guy. Uh, Absalom has come in and he has stirred up the camp and he has turned the people's back against David. Uh, now, David now comes here in the third Psalm. And if you look at the first verse, it points something out to us. It says, Lord, my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Um, what that shows me here is that David is sitting here saying, God, this whole time, I thought these people were on my side. Mm. This whole time, I thought these people around me were actually celebrating me. Uh, but sometimes some folks are tolerating you. It don't necessarily mean that they're celebrating you. Uh, so David, for a while, thought that the praises that were going to him was actually because they loved him. Uh, but now that he's in troubling times, God is revealing to him that everybody around him ain't necessarily have no real love for him. I'll give you an example. Uh, when David was running from uh, 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 Absalom, he comes across a man by the name of Shimei. Uh, Shimei starts throwing stones and sticks at David. Uh, what's the story? Uh, Shimei comes from the lineage of the Benjamites, which is also the lineage of King Saul, uh, which means that he's related to King Saul. Uh, in his mind, he has a story of King Saul and how he was dethroned from the kingdom of Israel. So he has his own issues with David. Um, so what does he do? He waits for David to get vulnerable. And when David is vulnerable, uh, Shimei reveals uh, who he really is. Man, I feel like preaching today. You have to understand that sometimes uh, your vulnerable state reveals uh, who is really on your side. And now David is finding out that some of his captains and some of the people that he appointed and some of the people that he loved has jumped to the other side of the war. 
And when you go into the book of 2 Samuel, the Bible says that the whole army of Israel had come up against David. The same men that he pulled out of caves in 1 Samuel, the same men that he pulled out of debt, the same people that he prayed for. Man, it is a horrible, horrible thing when you've prayed for people and you've fasted for people and you believe with people and then you find yourself in troubling times and they reveal who they really are. This is what David is going through right now. He cannot believe that after everything he has been through, that these people that he thought was on his side have now turned their back and they've decided to come up against him. So what he says here in the third verse or first verse in the third uh, Psalm is, Lord, my foes have increased. I didn't know I had so many haters till now. I didn't know so many people had problems with me till now. I didn't know so many people had issues with me till now. But now since I'm in a vulnerable state and they think that they can have victory on me, I thank you, God, because you revealed in my life who really belongs in my life. Oh, you got to thank God for faithful friends. You got to thank God for people that have been loyal. You got to thank God for people that pray for you. You got to thank God for people that when you were in your toughest times, they stood by your side. And sometimes the only way you found that out was that you had to go through trials and tribulations and God had to bring you through some stuff to see who was still standing. And I want to let y'all know, I want to thank God for the loyal people in my life who have remained faithful to me, even at my lowest point. Not only as David had this issue with the people around him, but even the people that were loyal to him had a whole lot to say. Some people are with you, but they still have doubts about you. Mm. So just because they didn't run to the other side didn't necessarily mean that they didn't have their own issues in their heart of what was going on with them. So now we go to the second verse. And the second verse says, many say about me, there is no help for him in God. Not only have folks turned their back on me, but the folks that are close to me are even questioning God's loyalty for me. Mm. Mm. This is why it is important that we don't just have friends, but we have faithful friends. See, there's a difference between fearful friends and faithful friends. Some folks will connect to you, but the moment you start walking in purpose and the moment you start seeing bigger, because they can't see bigger for themselves, they try to pull you back. Those are what I call fearful friends uh, because they're afraid they challenge you when you trust God. Because they're afraid they challenge whether or not God is on your side uh, because they have no confidence in God in their life. Uh, but faithful friends are folks that look at the wall and say, I don't know how the wall is gonna come down. But if you believe God, I'm going to believe God with you and we're going to tear down this wall together. Uh, I, I need you to ask somebody, are you a fearful friend or are you a faithful friend? I don't need fearful friends in this season uh, because there's enough fearful people out here right now. Uh, they're afraid of Donald Trump and they're afraid of COVID and they're afraid of, of every all the politics and they're afraid of everything that's going on. But I need some faithful folks that can stand in the middle of this crisis and still say God is in control. 
Uh, what David has now is he has a bunch of people around him who say that they're on his side, but they're putting in his heart and they're putting in his mind fear. And when you are under trials and tribulations, the last thing you need is more fear being put inside of your heart. David now comes and he says, there are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God. Let me help y'all. If you have to question whether or not God is for me, then you need to get out of my circle. You got to question whether or not God is able to bring me out, then I don't need you around me right now. What I need in this season is I need some praying warriors to say God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask a thing. I, I, I need some people around me in this season that can say, I'm praying for you, bro. I got you, bro. I know it looks bad, but you know what? We serve a mighty God that can do what nobody else can do. And as long as we trust him, we will have the victory. Do I got any friends like that on the line on today? Now, do you have any friends like that in your life? Do you have somebody that you can pick up the phone and call and they will encourage your heart? And by the time you get off of the phone, you're ready to take by force everything that the enemy is trying to take from you. Where are those type of people in our life? We don't need a bunch of people to put any more negativity in us because if I need negativity, I'll cut on the news. If I need negativity, I'll watch CNN. If I need negativity, I'll scroll through Facebook tomorrow. Oh, it's happy Father's Day today, but tomorrow y'all go back to your fear tactics. Uh, you'll start posting a bunch of news stories that ain't real. You'll start putting fear inside of the hearts of the people. I don't need that in, my, in this season. I need some folks around me right now that can say God is still able. And if I'm here and if I'm alive, then God has me alive for a reason. And I'm ready to take by force what God has for me. Now we go to the fourth verse, third verse. Love this part right here. It says, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. Watch this. I lie down in sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their their stand against me on every side. Watch this. Point number one is tough times will reveal who's around you. Uh, but point two, in the times of trouble, what we must do is we must keep our faith in God. Uh, we must stay steadfast in our faith during these troubling times. I love what David does here. Is, is he starts off talking about his foes. He talks, starts off talking about the people that have turned their back on him and even the people that are around him that have doubt. But then he shifts his focus to the one that can do the impossible. And what he does here is he reminds God of who he is in his life. He says, Lord, you are a shield around me, my glory. Now, this is my part. And the one who lifts my head. Hey, big head. You're the one who lifts my head because my head is so heavy that I can't see up. My head is so heavy that I can't see my future. My head is so heavy that I can't see my way coming out. My head is so heavy 
that I don't know how God's going to fix it. And this is what happens when you allow fear to enter your heart. It puts a heaviness on your mind and it makes your mind so heavy that you can't see your future. I'll show you something. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says that after Abraham had separated from Lot, the Lord told him to lift up his head. What he had went through had taken a pain and taken a toll on his head, had taken a toll on his mind to where he couldn't see himself doing anything greater. And the Lord had to lift up his head and say, look up at the stars. And so are the stars upon the face of the earth. So shall your seed be upon the face of the other. So, so are the stars upon the sky. So your, so your face or your seed be upon the face of the earth. What God had to do was he had to lift his head up because the heaviness of grief, the heaviness of pain, the heaviness of hurt will keep your head down to where you won't see your destiny. And that's what the enemy wants. Is the enemy wants to fill your mind with so much doubt and with so much fear that your head becomes too heavy. And now your head is down. Now you're constantly looking down. You're not looking up. Because he knows that if you look up, you'll see salvation. He knows that if you look up, you'll see a way of escape. He knows that if you see up, he knows that God is going to bring you out. So what does he do? Is he weighs your mind down so that you can't see up. That's why Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What he is saying is when you give it to me, you take the weight off of your neck so that you can look up. Y'all quiet in here. The issue that we have is that we can't keep our heads up because we're weighed down. And the reason why we're weighed down is because we haven't given it to God. And when you don't give it to God, you're a big head. Hey, big head. So what we have to do is give it to God. And when he said, is God, you are the lifter of my head. Why are you the lifter of my head? Because I've, ta I've taken all the weight off of my mind. And now that I've taken all the weight off of my mind, I can lift up my head and see my destiny. I love this right here. Fourth verse says, I cried aloud to the Lord. And he answers me from his mountain. Y'all ready? This part right here, I might dance. I cry aloud to the Lord. And he answers me from his holy mountain. What is David talking about? David is on the run. David has fleed from Absalom. David is away from the tabernacle. He's away from Mount Zion, where the Ark of the Covenant is. He's out of reach from getting to church. Y'all missing it. He's out of reach from getting into the four walls of a church today. He's out of reach 
from getting into a, an actual sanctuary. But what he says is, no matter where I am, I cry out to the Lord and he answers me right where I'm at. Which means I don't have to wait to get back in the four walls to give God a praise. I don't have to wait to get back to church to give God a hallelujah. I don't have to wait to get back to a Sunday morning experience with the church as usual. But wherever I'm at right now, if I cry out to the Lord, he's able to bring me out. And I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm sorry, I'm so excited. But I'm going to talk to somebody today right now and let you know that it doesn't take for you to get inside of a building. But if you call on the name of Jesus right where you are, he's able to bring you out. Oh man, I need somebody to say he's able, he's able, he's able, he's able. Right where I'm at, he's able, he's able, he's able, he's able. If I'm sick, he's able to heal me right in my house. If I'm down, he's able to lift my head right in my living room. If I'm going through, he's able to bring me out of the situation. And I'm not waiting for Sunday morning, Pastor Joel. I'm not waiting to get back to Mantua Pike. I'm not waiting to get back to a Sunday experience. But I can praise God right where I'm at right now because he's worthy to be praise and he hears me wherever I'm at. And what David is saying is I'm nowhere near the tabernacle. I'm nowhere near the temple. I'm nowhere near the church. But wherever I'm at, if I call on his name, he will deliver me from where I'm at. Somebody needs to give God a praise right there. Somebody needs to give God some glory right there. Somebody needs to give God a hallelujah right there. Oh, y'all quiet in here. Somebody needs to give God some praise right where you are because the enemy wants you to believe that you can't praise God where you are. But somebody needs to give God a kitchen praise. Somebody needs to give God a living room praise. Somebody needs to give God a sofa praise. There, wherever you are, if you call on his name, he's able to bring you out. I'm almost done, y'all. David is saying here, all I got to do is call his name. They thought they had the victory when they made me flee the throne. They thought they had the victory when they shut down the churches. They thought they had the victory when they called COVID-19 a crisis. They thought they had the victory when they shut down the roads. <laughs> they thought they had the victory when they shut down my job. <laughs> they thought they had the victory when they put us on furlough. They thought they had the victory when some folks went in unemployment. But you know what? We have the victory right now if we call on the name of Jesus. And I told you, I declare this week that if somebody can open their mouth right where they are and give God some praise, God is able to give you the victory this week. says, I cry out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. Watch this. After I've taken the weight off of my head and after I've given him a praise, after I stop allowing negativity to get inside of my spirit, after I stop worrying about what the naysayers say, after I stop worrying about what church folks are saying, after I stop worrying about those that are close to me are saying, y'all with me? After I stop worrying about all of that and I take that weight off of my head and I cry out to the Lord right where I'm at, then I can move into my fifth verse. And that's where I can lie down and sleep. See, the reason why some of us can't sleep is because we have too much weight. But when you take that weight off and you know that God is in control, when you take that weight off and you know that God is able to bring you out, when you take that weight off 
and you begin to give God his glory and his praise and give it to him and say, God, I know you got this. That's when you're able to lay down and sleep. David finds rest and comfort by taking the stress that he was carrying and giving it to God. He says, I awake again because the Lord sustains me. Watch this. There's thousands of them after me. Believe it. This time Absalom had an army of about 12,000 people. But he says in the sixth verse, I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. I'm not just fighting with Absalom, but I'm still fighting with some Philistines. I'm still fighting with some Edomites. I'm still fighting with some Amalekites on every side. But you know what? In the midst of every trouble, I'm still able to give him praise. Help me, Jesus. In the midst of everything that's circling me in my personal life, you know what, y'all? I still can give God some glory. Who am I talking to right now? In the midst of all of my trials and tribulations, I still can give God some glory right where I'm at. And that's why the enemy can't stand me is because he thought that everything he threw at me this year would make me fold. But you know what? It just made me a greater praiser. It just made me pray more. It just made me fast more. It just made me trust him more. It just made me cry out and holler more. And I'm going to tell somebody, this is not the season to lose your intensity in your prayer life. We need to pray without ceasing and seek the face of God like never before, because we need to let the enemy know that you can circle me up. But when God gets done and the dust settles, I will have victory completely in my life. Point three, and I'm closing here. Point three. After God reveals who's in your life, after you give it over to him, this is when you got to watch God work it out. You got to watch God work when you give your troubles over to him. I need somebody in the comments to say, move out of the way. Move, 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 move out of the way. See, our problem is, is we keep trying to fight the battle that we keep saying is the Lord's. And the reason why you are not having victory is because you keep getting in the middle of the warfare that God is trying to fight on your behalf. So David is saying, I've given it over to you. I've taken the burden off of my shoulders. I've taken all, everything that was on my mind, I've taken it off of my mind and I've given it to you. And I'm moving out of the way so that you can do the rest. And now he says here in the seventh verse, rise up, Lord. Watch this, rise up so I, and I'll decrease. Watch this. <clears throat> When you bow down to God, he stands up. But when you stand up, he sits down. Because what he's saying is you got it. Uh huh. The best way for God to be glorified in our life is when we bow down on our knees. And what David is saying is God rise up as I bow down. Oh, help me. Too. You got to understand. This is the king of Israel. This is a warrior. 
This is a man that is known to knock out tens of thousands of people. But he says, when it comes to a case that I can't handle, I can lose my reputation and my pride and get on my knees so that God can arise in the situation for me. He says, rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. I love this part. You strike all my enemies on the cheek and you break the teeth of the wicked. Watch this. You strike all my enemies on the cheek and you break the teeth of the wicked. What is he doing there? He's shutting the mouth of your enemies. What he is saying is basically, I'm going to punch them in the face and break their teeth. I'm going to muzzle the mouth of anything that tries to penetrate your heart with negativity. When you give it to God, he removes the doubts and the nays and the no's and I don't know and I'm afraid. And what he is saying is, God, when I give it over to you, I'm looking for you to shut the mouth of anything that tries to come into my heart and make me fearful. A verse, salvation belongs to the Lord and may your blessing be on your people. I'm going to give you the three points again and we're going to pray. Point number one. Tough times reveal who's around you. Tough times reveals who's around you. Uh, we were in 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, around the 19th verse. Uh, Paul says something that was so impactful, uh, which kind of birthed this sermon when we were talking on Wednesday night. Uh, where Paul says that there are heresies amongst you so that God can reveal the good in the church. And what Paul was basically saying is that I, God sometimes allows negative situations and negative things to be done so that it can be revealed what the good is in the situation. If David would have trusted these men and he did not have this encounter with Absalom. He would have found out later on when it was too late who his real haters were. But God allowed this storm to come around and to happen in his life so that he could see early before he moved forward who was really on his side. And sometimes God puts us in some crazy situations in our lives that we're saying, God, why? And when it's over, you begin to look around and you say, wow, that's really what it was, huh? So sometimes God allows evil and bad things to happen to reveal who is around. Point number two, You must stand steadfast in your faith during troubling times. The enemy's assignment is to keep your head heavy. He's trying to keep your head heavy, big head. That's what I meant by, hey, big head. Is he's trying to keep your mind consumed with fear, with doubt, 
with all different types of things to just make you uh, twist and turn and, and stay up all night and worry. And that's that's his assignment because he knows as long as he keeps your head heavy, you keep your head down. But the moment you give it over to God and you say, God, I know you got this. And he lifts up your head again. You begin to see your destiny. Number three. Watch God work when you give your troubles over to him. Watch God work when you give your troubles over to him. Stop getting in the way. Move out of the way and watch God work. The Bible says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Not yours. His enemies be scattered. Because once you give it over to him, your enemies become his enemies. Move out of the way. Watch God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity for us to gather together during this hour of worship on today. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord, for just these three points that we can meditate and think on, uh, on how to handle these turbulent and troubling times. God, I ask, God, that you touch our minds, touch our hearts, God. Take the worry, the fear, the stress, the anxiety, and all of the things that are coming up in our hearts and our minds. God, we ask, God, that we that you release it, that we give it over to you. Because, God, we know, God, that once you're in control, not only will you showcase your glory, uh, but you will order our steps and you will allow us to move and walk in your purpose. And, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of the fathers. We ask God for long life, for health, and for strength for all of them during this season. We appreciate them and we thank God for them. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As you guys know, um, there are two ways that you can give right now uh, due to the fact that we are not in person. And we want to thank you again uh, for all of your donations.